you are listening to Raid Chat, your podcast for news. Like, cheap Chinese knockoff Savage Bloods or something. I know girls in this guild that don't train as much as you. Class tips. Yay, because that mastery is tasty. All us brown classes the same? Menu? Yeah. yeah. Boss strategies. But it's quite delightful. It's, it's not too bad. It's, it should be very simple. Explosion oh no, balls. not shooting balls. Friggin' reflecting prism spreads like AIDS. And everything else you care about in World of Warcraft. I was like, does that make you a scruffy turd herder? Pull it around. Up. What? He's not summoning anybody but me. Can we get a Jeeves and then go pee? Five, four, three, two, one. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Raid Chat. My name is Brent, I'm your host, and with me today I have the, uh, something of the something. First up, from way up north, we have Marcus. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing well. And from the town that never lets you down, we have Tim. What's happening, brother? So me. Alright. So, man, guys, we got some stuff to talk about today. Yes, we do. Uh, without, you know, too much like hanging around what has everybody been up to this week i mean really what do you guys uh, what's been on the to-do list this week since the last time we talked uh marcus why don't you go first uh if anybody wants to donate like about a hundred thousand artifact power to me that'd be fantastic uh, take any forms of payment okay uh but what sort of things have you been trying to accomplish in this past week like what have you gotten done like where where are you at right now well, I've been grinding um, a lot of heroics. Um, you know, once you get to 810, which is the item level requirement uh, to queue for random heroics, uh, you need to do them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've been I've been grinding and trying to get gear. You know, you never get what you're after. You're you're gonna get some random piece, but that, that's the nature of the game. It's it's uh if if uh, WoW was a drug, it's definitely chasing the dragon, right? But uh, dragon. wow. Uh, what what item level are you at currently? I am eight hundred and thirty. Ooh, spiffy. Getting close to where do we need for heroic uh, rating starting week after next? What about you, Tim? What have you been up to this past week? What's been on your to do list? Where you at? What you doing? Uh, let's see. I hit one ten about Sunday morning, and so I started doing uh, right away. Started working on the Suramar rep. So I could do world quests. Been grinding out world quests uh, every day, even though you don't have to. I still been doing them every day, just to keep on top of them for right now. And uh, yeah, also just uh, doing a lot of heroics with people, uh, especially guild members, trying to gear everybody up to be ready for raiding. Uh, it's actually been going a lot faster than what I remember in Warlords because I'm already at 821. Uh, which is not bad for, you know, the first week of, of messing around with heroics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been more or less the same. I hit 110 late, late, late Saturday night, I believe. Um, and, you know, just been grinding heroic world quests, uh, just like you have been trying to keep up with them every day, um, even though we don't have to, just trying to, you know it's easier for me to do the one batch a day than if I ever ended up with three batches and a, like that need to be done, there's no way I'm getting all three done or whatever. It's just, it's, I feel way less, uh, overwhelmed if I just keep up with it. It's, it's really not that big of a deal. Plus the world quests are easy. They don't take long. You know, there's 
you know, you're kind of just doing a bunch of different stuff. I really enjoyed the Kieran Tor ones the other day, and today was like the Wardens. So it's been fun. I've been running a lot of heroic dungeons to um, so some pluses and minuses there because the, the dungeons themselves are pretty great, even though it feels like half of my dungeon time in uh, Legion has been spent in Eye of Ashara. Uh, if I don't run Eye of Ashara ever again, I think I'd be okay with that. But, uh, you know, we've already... That's fuck. I just hate pugging, guys. Like, I don't know, like, perhaps I'm the asshole? Because what is that show? Was it? Was it Justified? Where he's like, you know, uh, you meet an asshole a day, they're an asshole. But if you meet nothing but assholes, you're likely the asshole. So, I'm probably an I mean, asshole. I don't, I, don't, I don't think so, because we've, we've run into some real, real special people the last couple nights. Yeah, thank you. heroic. So I, I, I'm 99% sure it was not us. So, I mean, uh, thank God for Tim as my pocket tank. I enjoy having a tank in the guild that's uh, that needs the basically the same dungeons as I do. So it's like, hey, man, want to go do the thing? He's like, sure, why not? It's great. I, I love that, not having to wait 30 minutes to get into a dungeon. Um, but, yeah, no, it's been – I've had a lot of fun with it. Uh, probably start some mythics this weekend, try and do that so we can get, you know, as close to – um, raid ready as possible. I will throw this in here. I, I'm going to tell you guys. I'm a little concerned as far as uh, where we raid team is so far. As far as guild, and I hope a lot of people get lucky next week as far as drops go. Because I think we have maybe five people that are that are you know around 820 and above. And uh, any either of you kind of concerned about where everybody is? Um, I feel like in the next week we really need to hit the we really need to hit it hard though. Um, I feel like it can't, if we don't hit it hard next week, we're gonna be in a bad place. Yeah, and uh, we will talk later about uh, the first boss. We have that strap counter up at the end of the show. So I mean, it is an easy boss, and uh, I don't think we should have any problems killing the first boss. Maybe the second or third boss we might struggle on without some gear. Um. I am worried that the first boss can be looks like it can be a little healing intensive. So unless all of our healers are ready to go, um, we could have a problem. But we'll see uh, on the twentieth. Really, that's just kind of best we can do. Really. So uh, without holding too much up, let's get into the news. I wish I had a drop, guys. I'm working on it. I'm working on naming these segments and getting drops and making shit fancy, but I don't have it yet. It's been busy. Baby's been sick. It's been hot. I'm, like normally, I wouldn't have the AC going in the background because I'm sure people are hearing it. Like, oh, audio quality shit. Like, nope. Sorry, it's a million degrees up here. I'm not gonna die of a heat stroke. Okay, let's be fair. What news? So we recorded last Friday, and then after that, everything happened. Like PAX West happened, uh, which we'll talk about in a second. And then mo- the coolest thing is the one thing we wanted through the entirety of Warlords of Draenor. They did within the first week of Legion, and that is the Legion Companion app launched that allows us to basically manage our class halls from our phone. And it's amazing. Have you been guys been using it, Tim? What about you? Oh yeah, no, I've been I've been using the heck out of it right now. Now, unfortunately, it launched kind of after I got further into my quest, so everything takes pretty long. But I mean, I've still been using it during the day um, to uh, for like some of my shorter missions to like resend guys back out to you know get the, the disposable troops ready, and 
I really see once we actually have some time to work on alts, like I, I could really see where I'm just doing that a couple times a day. Yeah, lunch break, you know, it's using, time to cycle yeah, through all on, the Yeah, on lunch break or coffee break, whatever, it just goes like, hey, how is all my missions going? And like resend them back out instead of, you know, waiting until I get home from work. That way you finally log on to those tunes, you got like, you know, 1,500 artifact power waiting on you, just ready to go. What about you, Ben? Uh, Marcus, you been using them? Using it? The app? I do. I, I like the app a lot. It's nice, um, particularly for the world quest. Um, you can kind of see what's going on without having to actually log into the game. So if there's a there's a world quest that's really good for you, you can find out and, and go ahead and do it, and then you can be done. Speaking of which, it has a fi- it has a all right. So it has a feature on the companion app that we should have in game, and that's the ability to filter off and on visibility on the map, like world quests by reward. So if I only want to see the world quests that are offering me gear right now, I should be able to just click that in game and see the ones that are offering gear or order resources or whatever. But you can do that in the app. Now, you can't load the app up while you're in game. It's going to log you out. But uh, I have found myself checking before I log in, like pulling up the app and then going to the map and then filtering out, like, all right, what has a gear drop and what has, like, uh, whatever else I need. And, like, being able to pinpoint on those as soon as I get in, like, that's been great. See, I didn't know that was a thing. I'm going to use that because it's, it's a little tedious having to go through and click on each one and look at it. And yeah. see what it's given you. Yeah, in the app, man, you just go yeah, out no, to it's great on the app to filter, and then you can select whether it gives you resources, uh, order hall resources, uh, artifact power, gear, um, some other stuff. I don't, I don't remember. There's like five or like six or seven different filters on it, and it's amazing. So I just been going with that. And then yeah, they, they need to they need to put that in game because. I've really enjoyed that on the app where you just look and say, okay, that one's gold, that one is gear, that one is order resources, and then you get into the game and it's just a sea of exclamation points and you have to click through them one by one to see what exactly the reward is and who it's for and it's like, okay, why can't we have that in the actual game? Yep, yep, yep. Uh, another thing that happened right after, like I said, is like PAX West. So they had the whole, uh, they had the presentation at PAX West, and we got more information on 7.1 as far as Karazan and the Trial of Valor raid. So they talked before that Karazan patch 7.1 is going to come with a small raid, and we've learned the name of the raid is Trial of Valor, Valor, and it only has three bosses. And I think uh, Marcus and Tim can attest to this. For I don't know the entirety of Draenor and possibly the half of Mr. Pandaria, I was always saying I miss small raids. It's like they're easy to pug, they're easy to go through. Like you go in, you kill three bosses, you've cleared the entire place, you feel like you've accomplished something, you've gotten gear. Like I love small raids. Like I even miss ones like Anixi's Lair. It's just one goddamn boss. You go in and you kill it and you come out. Like it's great. Uh, instead of you know going into a fresh instance and being like, oh, we've got fucking 15 things to kill. God, I just I just, I just want to go to bed. Like, no. Like, I like short raids. Um, it's going to fit between uh, Emerald Nightmare and what is the next one coming up? Uh, Sumar Palace or something like that. Whatever the next one is coming up, uh, that it's going to fit in between. Um, 
they did mention that it probably has some really good trinket like it does have some really good trinkets in there that are probably better than the current uh emerald nightmare trinket trinkets which is pretty sweet so we'll likely be doing it and we did learn some more about uh Karazhan. like uh there will be some quests like a little quest zone outside of Karazhan where you hump uh Khadgar with the area of the legion um it's slightly more challenging than a normal mythic so it does have its own weekly lockout and it's kind of intended to be like a five player raid really you're 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 meant to go with a five player team and come in and out um back and forth like that and then also back to trial of hour um it's sort of more about odin and helia we get we get kind of like tie up that story we get to fight them and that dog that you sneak by when you're in Helheim. We get to fight that guy. That's pretty sweet. Um, and we also get we also get some uh, different parts of Illidan's life and continuation of his story for that raid. So uh, I'm really excited for Trial of Valor because I have loved all the Val- uh, Vicral stuff, like Odin, the Valyar, the all of it. It's it's been great. So bring that raid on. Uh, then most recently like today this is like breaking breaking news today and I made Tim go through this because I was kind of short on time we had a developer Q&A with Ian Hasakosis now you pulled some cool stuff out of that didn't you Tim why don't you tell me one of the, some of the stuff that they talked about during that Q&A uh, well there's a bunch of things they, they kind of went over a lot of class balance there was uh, a long thing I didn't really put too much on it but uh, obviously they are looking at warlocks right now uh every warlock is kind of complaining about you know they feel really underpowered and we were just saying this we were just in uh, a heroic five man and we were we were saying that like wow I've not seen a warlock like not be dead last thus far but uh, apparently they got some relief coming they're looking at it so that's that's good news especially since one of our regular guys is a warlock yes what else did uh, they talk about uh, one thing that's near and dear to your mind heart is they've actually admitted that the warrior quest, the warrior class hall campaign was a mistake. They screwed up that ours is way longer than and harder than everybody else's. And they intended everybody else's to be as long as ours, but it, they, whatever they did, it's, it's longer. Um, so yeah, there's a, I mean, you can attest to this. It takes, We've already seen a few people in the guild like beat their class hall quest, and we yep. haven't been able to do it yet because it just takes so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I told you too, like one of the biggest pro tips is, and I was glad I saw this for the last quest, make damn sure you have Heimdall ready to go because you have to use Heimdall on your last mission, and he has to be 110. And if you didn't have that ready to go, you just screwed yourself out of like days of progress yeah and i'm glad you told me early because i had benched him like he had, he was one of the guys that i got benched when i got Ooh. the influx of cool new like old war followers i was like uh, yeah i'm doll he's gonna he's gonna hit the bench so uh i'm glad you told me i pulled him back out of rotation he's leveling up he'll be ready to go when i hit that final uh mission uh yeah but you know i'm kind of like it does suck because it kind of puts us behind the gear curve right than everybody else and warriors traditionally being like a very gear dependent class it kind of does suck but like it does give me a sense of pride that when i complete this bitch like 
yeah, like I had work to do. Your shit was easy in comparison, you know? Like it's 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 kind of cool that that cuz warriors are the meant to be the the uh, rough and tumble like no frills kind of shit. So the fact that we have to work harder for it is kind of cool. I'm kind of okay with it. Um, I, I'm really interested to see on, on my alts, like, when I finally get to them, like, how much easier it is. I'm probably going to be really mad. I'm like, that took twice as long on my warrior. Like, they were not kidding. That was ridiculous. And I just realized, like, I had a revelation earlier, Tim. And this is this is everybody in this guild that plays a bunch of alts. And we have to do this. We have to, like, stop what we're doing. And we have to get all of our alts to the part, the point in which you can do, um... When do you unlock research and artifact? Is it 110? Or is it earlier? I think so, yeah. No, it's 110. It's when Damn. you finally start getting research. See, I wish yeah. I could get them all to 110 and just bench them at 110. So that way they're just gaining all this, like, research. Like, I just check back in to do the research on the, uh, like, the artifact knowledge. That way when I am ready to, like, gear them up, like, I already have, like, 150% gain on artifact power. That'd be nice. That's a good idea. But you it can't really get them is. I, so. At some point I will do that. Like, when, a, after the whole, like, amping up for raids is over probably like and there's more time yeah just get him to get him to 110 and start getting all the all those things rolling that take days like literally they take days to do yeah no kidding i should do that for my other paladin all right uh what are some other things that came out of that q a tim that you found important uh they actually mentioned uh they've been talking about the quest log there's so many quests in the game right now uh, a lot, just kind of the random quests you run into, and the world quests and stuff like that. People have been complaining that it's like, um, can we remove like the quest log limit because people are actually hitting it? Yeah. Uh, they were actually a little wishy-washy about the answer. They they said uh, they want to look at the underlying cause of players having all these quests I'm like well you put all these quests in and everything scales so everybody wants to hang on to it because it's relevant well that and not everyone really uh, like I'm kind of you know like I want to pick up quests when I see them so if it's like a quest out in the middle of nowhere that I didn't complete through all my my leveling even though I got the achievement for the zone I still want to come back and complete it but I might not have time or the will to do it right now so I'm gonna pick it up and between you know that happens a lot you get a plethora of like you know so you get your mining quests going on your blacksmithing quest your your uh, order hall quests now if you have any old world quests that you've been kind of you know dinking around trying to finish doing a little of this a little of that like it's so easy to fill up that quest log across all the content that you could be possibly doing um, I at least me I know I'm getting close because you know I have a few like old world uh, sort of like uh, grind quests for, you know, stuff I'm doing for reps or dungeon quests I haven't completed for rewards or whatever, what have you. I have a few of those still in my bank. I have some of the, uh, like, quests out in the middle of nowhere that, you know, I, I didn't even realize there was quests out there until I was running through one time and, you know, somebody, you know, there's a, there's a quest marker over there and I go and pick it up so I know where to come back to to do the quest. Um... So I see that as a problem. Now, the next part that you pointed out is something that I, uh... I do like, first, it, uh, a bit of a correction from last week, you had said uh, something about the, something that increases the rate of your artifact power, and I believe that they had removed it. I was incorrect. They did change the system early on where you were gaining more artifact power as you leveled. Is something weird that they adjusted. But you do gain more artifact power based on your artifact knowledge. 
you know, whatever, mistakes were made. But uh, they said here, just don't overthink your artifact power. Just spend it. You're gonna keep. You're gonna keep getting more. Like there's, it's gonna be thrown at you. Like uh, for completing a, a heroic raid boss, you get 500 artifact power right there. That's not including whatever your knowledge is. So we're gonna just be getting artifact power like, you know, bukkake jizz all over our faces. So just fucking spend it. When you get it, spend it. Don't wait on it. Just do it. Um, what are some other things you pulled out of this Q&A here, Tim? Yeah, they, they really mentioned it. Just, yeah, just, just get it and spend it. And one thing is, too, is I know some people said that, like, you start, especially around Suomar, you start getting just tons of, of uh, the artifact knowledge items. Uh, don't hang on to them. Just use them because when you start getting the the uh, the artifact knowledge quests it doesn't like make the ones you already have go up so just use them like you it's useless to hang on to them um, but yeah they they want you to keep using artifact progression as we go on through the entire expansion and apparently as we go on the just the quests you'll get and rewards you'll get will just go up They'll scale because, if, as you already seen, when you start to get to about level, what is it about fourteen, fifteen, it, it just goes up to a ridiculous amount. It's like ten k artifact knowledge or something like that. Yeah. Um, so the, yeah, they said that you're you're gonna start seeing like world quests that re reward thousands of artifact power a piece. So it'll it, it's not as insurmountable as it looks right now. Uh, Marcus, how are you currently feeling about artifact power and how much you're gaining in like your progress on your artifact? Well, I definitely, th there's definitely a, a lot of ways to get the artifact power. Mm -hmm. um, however, right now, being that um, you know I've only got one upgrade for the knowledge, I'm only getting um, I think the first set is like ten percent more, right? Twenty-five. Oh, twenty-five percent more. Uh, it's not like a huge difference, so. You know, you're getting like 125 a shot, um, depending on which ones you're getting. I've seen maximum so far, like up to like 600. Mm -hmm. And um, this current upgrade I'm working on is 14,000. Yeah. So it's uh, taking a while. I mean, but do you th feel like uh, it gives you like a long term goal to work on? And it, like, when you get, are you at the point where the next trait f still feels like a huge upgrade, or does it feel like. Uh, you know, like a small upgrade compared to the time invested in getting it. Well, I think it comes down to the way your class works in some cases. Like for me, um, okay. they're kind of a bunch of little upgrades, and then once you complete that, um, you know, that piece, and then you can move on to the next one. Then that's when it feels like a real nice, uh, you know, like a nice buff. Okay. What about you, Tim? Do you do you feel like I? as these steps get longer that they still feel like large or adequate jumps in power per per trait you unlock uh it did slow down a lot uh and i do hope i mean well you know it's we're only a week into the expansion of course so of course i guess it's not that bad i'm i'm approaching my second uh i guess you would call the the golden dragon power like the main power for your artifact weapon um, already, so it's not that bad. We, I mean, we still have, I mean, years to go now in this expansion, I'm sure. And uh, they can put whatever they want. I mean, they just keep putting more powers on your your artifact too, to for you to pump points into. 
But uh, it's not that bad. It, it, it was kind of nice at first when how fast it was going. Then all of a sudden you just hit this brick wall of, okay, yeah, now it's going to take you, like, days to get the next point. Okay. All right. Um, well, next up they're talking here about the Dalaran underbelly. Now, this is how this, I haven't had a chance to even step in there or look at none of this. So what's going on with the Dalaran underbelly, Tim? Uh, well, people have been complaining about it. If you've never done the Dalaran underbelly... Um, so the Dalaran sewers in this expansion, unlike the last one, when you go down there, uh, there is two phases. One where the guards are active, and it is a normal, uh, you know, pacified zone where no one could attack each other. But then all of a sudden the guards yell, okay, it's time to go on break, and it becomes a free-for-all, fuck-everybody PvP zone. Oh, boy. And the problem with this is, number one... Uh, they said that it's been overpopulated, which meant, I think they meant that they've been allowing too many people to phase into the same one, because it, it is ridiculous. If you go down there and just look at the amount of people at the same time, it is stupid. Um, and then you, you get like a very short notice that the guards are going on break and uh, you to, to get the hell out of Dodge. And also, it's not, people have not noticed that you can actually, like, bribe a guard to opt out of PvP to go down there if you need to go down there when it's free-for-all. Okay, that's cool. And, well, here's part of the problem, is, is there's some of your, your your profession quests are down there, and that's what people are complaining about, that you need to go down there for certain things for profession quests, and they want nothing to do with the clusterfuck PvP going on. And, you know, if, for some of them, if you have a guard with you, it doesn't seem to work properly. So you have to wait for a break in the carnage to actually go do your quests. Oh, wow. That, that is a problem. And the bodyguard. And, and I've also seen this, too, and they, they address this, that the bodyguards, which are supposed to last five minutes, just randomly disappear. So all of a sudden you think you're safe and... Oops, nope, you're about to get fucked. That sounds like a real uh, hive of scum and villainy, if you ask me. Yeah, no, it really is. It's, it is it it is a... I I encourage everybody, if you've not looked into it, if you're not into PvP, to go down there, stay in the safe zone around the torches, and just look at the shit show that is going on in the Dalaran sewers, because it's kind of amazing. No, that, that sounds amazing. I might have to go down there and just, you know, go hog wild. With some, with some, uh, I'll probably die in five seconds. I'll enrage and just be one shot, but that's whatever. It sounds like a good time. Um, now they don't release subscribers' numbers anymore, and that's fair, but they did say they sold, uh, 3.3 million copies of Legion on day one, and that pretty much ties every other large expansion with the exception of the only one that sold more on day one is Cataclysm at 4.5 million, uh, copies. So Which is ironic. It is, uh, but not really, because if you consider uh, Wrath of Lich King as peak WoW, then that means that's the most amount of players that are looking to move into a new expansion. So that, that is probably true. So that's probably where that comes from. But, I mean, that that's, that's a big, healthy number, same as we saw at the beginning of Draenor and Pandaria. So that's, that's great. 3.3 million copies. Way to go, Blizz. And then there were just a metric fuck ton of 
hot fixes that went in the past uh, week. I'm not. We're not going to go over all of them. Uh, just you know, should, should, they're fixing bugs. They're doing minor tweaks. Like I think uh, my Odin's fire ability. No, no, no. Odin, like the one that makes me his champion that reduces cooldowns on abilities. That got changed a little bit. Um, I haven't seen a whole lot. I mean, I've seen some class corrections, but not a whole lot. They've nerfed some of the uh, legendaries, the weird world drop legendaries. And, uh, you know, there's just a ton of stuff going out there. But it does bring up this question that I want to ask you guys. Do we feel... So before, all right, so they nerf your class or an ability, and it would, you know, it would kind of affect your rotation, kind of affect you just a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And it was always kind of heartbreaking when you got, you know, a little bit of the nerf bat. But what happens when an ability or an artifact is is overtuned and they feel the need to nerf it? And especially at this point in time, we're not completely done um, upgrading our artifacts what if they nerf that ability and then no longer it's like the first ability you should be getting in your artifact? What if it's significantly less powerful than, say, one of your other golden abilities and you've spent all this time in artifact power getting to that? Now, do we figure, do we think that's just okay because they've got to adjust balance issues in the game? Or should they, I mean, I personally believe if they're going to do something to the artifact that way, they need to provide some sort of compensation for the re um, relearning of your artifact talents because I think you take a big hit to your artifact power if you refund all of it so um, yeah it, it's pretty bad you should never really respect your artifact weapon is it's very recommended to go look look at the correct path well that's what I'm saying what if that what if, and that's in the year right that's the problem if like you did that correct path and all of a sudden they screw around with something is like okay now I'm hosed yeah so what do you think about that Marcus I think that um, <clears throat> it would really suck if you had to um, like change your spec. Like that would be like for me. I take I took a Wake of Ashes uh, as my first golden trait mm-hmm. for Retribution Paladin. Yeah, and um, that's like a really big um, you know filler in my rotation with that uh, getting five Holy Power. So if they were to take that away, that would be you know it'd be devastating. Yeah. Well, I'm not talking about taking away. I'm talking about bringing it. So let's say that uh, that ability made you more powerful than you should be. Now, as as a person that, you know, when you're in that position, nobody wants to be brought in line because you like feeling more powerful than everybody so else. So they just cut the damage or something. Well, let's say they just cut the damage or something, but it it's and it's still a decent ability, but it's no longer, like, your highest priority in that tree. Um I mean, is it okay? Like, I feel like that's a really iffy ground to be treading there. Now, I think I do want to say it's it's. I want them to address balance issues in the game because it doesn't feel fun if your class is completely overshadowed by other classes that are more powerful. I want them to address it, and I want them to make things better. But it does feel like that is a can of worms that they're they're getting ready to crack open if they start adjusting. When they start adjusting these uh, these traits on these artifacts for class balance, I think uh, due to the just the amount of work and time that goes into like uh, unlocking them, I think it's it's uh, it's dangerous ground to tread on. Yeah, See, aside from... it... Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Aside from, um, you know, making certain fights easier, like, um, if a class is overtuned, um, I feel like PvP has a lot to do with it, too, because obviously you have all the same traits and stuff for your weapon in PvP. Yeah, I don't know. I think that the separation of the PvP, uh, like, the new PvP system kind of doesn't make that as much of a problem as it used to be, because it used to be a real big problem where... You know, uh, you have a really cool ability, it works great in PvE, it's perfectly balanced in PvE, it's kind of like the core of your class, but it's too powerful in PvP, so your class gets changed around or nerfed because of it. And that was never fun, but it was part of the the whole deal. Does anyone have anything to add about anything that's happened to their class in the past week due to hotfixes or anything they read in the developer Q&A or from PAX West? There's something I did notice about um, retribution, and maybe I'm just not reading my uh, my tooltip correctly. Um, but for the spell zeal, um, okay. it says that I'm supposed to do a certain amount of damage, like uh, ninety thousand. Okay. Um, and when I'm hitting a target, a single target, it only does like sixty thousand. Now, is that is that uh like modified by attack power? Like, is are you looking at the uh, like the full class uh, spell tip, or are you looking at the simplified spell tip? I mean, it's the one right on my bar. Like when I highlight over that, it says it's supposed to do this much damage. You know, um, I think there's probably a formula there or something, or uh, something that you're not taking into account. Like, I would have to look I at I mean, your, the way Zeal works, it's huh. supposed to reduce damage with uh, each stack. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, it's not, it's not, it's getting reduced. It seems like it's getting reduced without any stacks, is what I'm saying. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I I would I would look into that. I don't do any I don't do any paladin stuff, so I would uh, I would head down the the forum the forum tree and see if anybody else is like uh, real like getting any problems from zeal. You know, like I, I wish I could answer that for you. Anyway, uh, anything uh, anything else? Any changes uh, from hotfixes or anything from Pax West or or the Q and A? Uh, no, they still have not. Uh, everybody keeps saying every patch is like, are they, are they new nerf prot warriors yet? I'm like, no, it's still fine. Uh, everybody, everybody thinks you know we went from being extremely squishy to, hey, they gave us an ability that's actually useful. Um, you know, they 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 keep crying, oh my god, we're gonna get nerfed, and it's been a while. I mean, all through beta, and now like a couple a week into live, it hasn't happened yet, so. I don't know. I think they probably are okay with. Uh, I'll tell you what they need to nerf. That, you know what they need to nerf? What's that? They need to nerf Demon Hunter AOE burst. Is what they need to do. Yeah, we did see a dude. We were in. Uh, what was it? Uh, Neltharian's lair. Neltharian's lair, and yeah, this Demon Hunter was doing just ridiculous AOE burst on trash. And like, I, 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 I don't even know what was going on. Like, like he, he was, he was a. He was murdering you in Morg. And even even single target, his DPS seemed way high for his current gear score. I was like, there's like he's either really good or Demon Hunters are super powerful right now. And that's I mean, they're the new class, shit happens, they either come out overpowered or underpowered to since seems to be the uh the case but it just it kind of hurts my feelings a little bit as a fury warrior because it's it's like you know a fury warrior is not good at anything they've always been good at aoe burst like you got a bunch of ants are going to respawn that got to go down real fast 
you put the Fury Warrior on it, right? He's got he's got Blade Storm, Dragon Roar, Bloodbath, like however you look at it through the history, it's always they've always got shit to pair up and just do a ton of really fast AOE damage. And when I line up all my cooldowns and even consumables and hit it, and this dude still doubles my DPS, like fuck that guy. <laughs> he yeah, just gotta go somewhere. He's gotta go somewhere. I get I get a little salty about it. So I mean, it is what it is. Seems like a lot of the leather classes are uh, are pretty high. Rogues, uh, I've seen a uh, what's that new rogue spec? Uh, Outlaw. Yeah, there you Outlaw, go. Outlaw is Outlaw is supposed to be really good at, at AOE. Uh, they have this move called Run Through that does a lot of damage. And I've seen uh, like the, just the playstyle of uh, Outlaw is really cool. Like the way they uh, they they roll the bones. I think this ability and you get the random buffs. Like that's just an interesting playstyle. I don't know how effective it will continue to be in the future. Like that seems like a hard to balance kind of thing. But it that's that's an incredibly interesting playstyle if you ask me. I mean. Yeah, and it, it has turned out pretty well. I know even Assassination is actually pretty good. The the bleed damage they do is stupid. Um, so it will be interesting once we finally get into raids to see how everything kind of sorts out, because I know some classes are saying, you know, people are saying, oh my god, such and such is overpowered, and such and such class is useless, and no one who's doing serious progression like Mythics is going to, you're going to be told, no, you cannot take that class. Yeah, but that's always the case. I mean, I, I believe it's... Uh, I can't remember who said it, but a dev was basically talking. Like, people just have to get over that mentality of a 1% advantage is, like, the only advantage. Like, so if one class is performing over another by 1%, then you obviously take the 1% higher class. Like, that's a flaw... Like, and I kind of agree that's a flawed perspective. Like, at high-end super super high in like the performance levels if if a class is outperforming another one by 15% that means that an actual real play scenario with equally skilled players that know those specs the difference is minimal it's it's incredibly minimal and to base what you're doing on what these high end one percenters are doing is a not feasible and be foolhardy like don't do that play what you want to play master the spec that that you love and what you like to play and you will perform on that level and we have seen it in our team time and time again where people are playing specs that are subpar for their class but are blowing it out of the water in whatever they're doing because they took the time to learn and master that spec and play it to its fullest potential, and it works just fine. So that's yeah. just where I'm. It, at. It, that, that 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 whole thing is it's definitely a very high end. People who are stressing about it because they are, uh, uh, you know, it's they're in a at a guild that they're worried about. Like I'm, I'm gonna lose my spot. Like I will lose my spot if I am ten percent under the rest of the DPS. Like the raid leader's gonna look at that and go, mm, yeah, no. Because that is like the life they've chosen for raiding, uh, and I get that some people do that and that's what they do. But uh, you know, for like us, it's just not that big of a deal. I'm not concerned that you know uh, if somebody you know Banny's going, Marcus is going ret, and be like, oh my god, ret's so bad. And like it's not like that bad. Like it's fine. Like it's a little under everything else, but like it's not 
it's not worthless you know what i mean no and again it's only under those other percentages in maximized performance sort of uh environment and people that play at our level are even i would say 75 percent of the or even more probably closer to 80 or 85 even 90 percent of the people play this game are not playing at that level so don't base your what you're doing with your time on you know the high end i just i just don't think you should and if you're going to base what you're playing on it you should never ever base your opinions on what someone else is doing based on high end so like if you know you're in a group and you're like oh why are you even playing that because they're suck like you're the problem you just need to go home and you know do whatever just be lonely because you're a fucking loser like just no don't don't be that person don't don't ever be that yeah. person it, i've seen that yeah it's like oh why are you playing that it's like because i like it and it's fine like it's not a big deal yeah, like the number. I would get that a lot in the, the last expansion. I would get that a lot on my rogue because I just I kept him as assassination because uh, I liked assassination. I think rogues should stab things with daggers. Uh, and I played him, and it, I'd just be an LFR, and you'd see he's like, oh, an assassination rogue. Like, like, yeah, bro, this is my alt. Like, it's fine. Who cares? And again, you can ask anybody on our raid team if you wanna you wanna hear me rage. It's when somebody's like, hey man, you gonna go arms yet? Fuck you. No, I'm a Fury Warrior, alright? I don't give a shit if Arms is doing better. <laughs> so, but no, that's great. Um, I think that's it for the news. Let's move on to shit you need to know. I think this is the tentative title for this segment. And today we have the Nathendra Heroic Guide. Okay, this is everything you need to know about killing the first boss of Enron Nightmare on Heroic Difficulty. Um, I will cover the difference between Heroic and Normal at the end of this guide, but... Uh, if you apply everything that you need to know in heroic to normal, it'll just make it killing it on normal that much easier. So, and it makes for good practice going in heroic, and that, which is something I recommend to all guilds out there that progress through normal and then into heroic. You should always follow heroic level strats for your normal encounter, unless it is like there's a mechanic that's not going to happen and you're going to waste somebody's time trying to follow it. But if it's a matter of muscle memory and staying out of things or moving and grouping in certain ways that will make your strategy work again on heroic without any difficulty then oh just go with the heroic strat like it's you're just going to be doing yourself a favor um so Ethandra is a corrupted green dragon I'm not going to do a whole lore thing on her but it's cool um she's a two phase encounter guys alright and the first phase is called the Plague Dreamer phase. And during this phase, the boss will use the abilities Rot, Volta Rot, and Infested Breath. And then in the second phase, when she reaches zero energy, she'll trans, uh, like go into the Heart of the Swarm phase, where she's regaining energy. And during this phase, the primary objective is to avoid a bunch of environmental things happening. So, and she'll do that until she's at full energy. And she'll repeat. It's just back and forth, back and forth. It is a... Uh, Everything I've read is a lust on pull encounter, so you want to get as much damage on the front end as possible. You know. Double pot. Don't be a jackass. Okay. Uh, Plague Dreamer. So the room 
set up for this for you raid leaders out there is you set up the, the outside of the room with four markers one at each entrance and then one halfway along each wall and this kind of sets the room into like four pie pieces if you will like four quadrants or however you want to say it um and i will use a lot of guides will use like the area between the markers as the point of reference but i'm just going to use the marker as the reference because i it's, it's easier to get people to stand between the boss and a marker then between two markers because then they just get all confused and it's like I, I, I live by the kiss method keep it simple stupid so uh, for the first phase for the tanks alright the boss will cast volatile rot on you alright the tank without the debuff needs to taunt from you and you will take that volatile rot and run it to the marker counterclockwise from the current DPS. So let's say the DPS are all on the north marker, you will need to run to the west marker to blow up and put down these pools of infested ground. Um, infested ground is the, like a primary mechanic in this fight, so pay attention to whenever I say anything about infested ground. But that's essentially it for the tanks during phase one. You're swapping back and forth off that ability. Um, you also have to pay attention to some of the, deep, the things the DPS will have to pay attention to, but as tanks you know that already DPS okay so if you get targeted by rot okay you will run a, to want to run to the wall nearest to your current marker so if you're currently stacked to the between the boss and the north marker then you will run to the north wall um, with that and it's going when it expires it's going to drop infested ground around you now it is going to do um, damage over time to you while you have rot but the more important part is placing that infested ground I'll get to why just here in a second um, while not being affected in rot all players want to stand um, spread out not all the way over to the either marker to the west or east but kind of between the boss and the current marker in a cone away from the boss kind of want to just make sure you have some some space around you because when you are affected by rot the first tick of that damage that kind of it does AOE damage to everyone around you as well that first tick is instantaneous so the minute you get it you're going to damage people around you you want to minimize that damage for your healers and for the next uh, sort of mechanic now in heroic and above every time you take damage you will get a stack of what is called infested okay and infested is a stack like I said it's a stacking damage over time and it will it does not expire until the phase shifts into the heart of the swarm phase so if you do something stupid like stand in a stack of uh, or in a, some infested ground or next to a person with rot right off the get-go a your healer is gonna hate you vehemently and B you've proved yourself to be yet another moron so <laughs> Oh man, Jericho's brutal raid tips. But so you just want to stay spread apart. You want to minimize the number amount of infested you got. Because remember, everybody on the raid tips we get any stacks of infested, and everything you can do in your power to reduce the damage you're taking will help the group succeed as a whole. Okay, so um, we're dropping the the shit at the wall. We're kind of maintaining the spread out, doing all this stuff. Then the boss is going to do a nifty little thing called Infested Breath. Okay, She's a dragon, so she's got the breath ability. 
And when this happens, everyone needs to hit whatever their their GTFO button is and run to the next area between the boss and the next marker in a clown or clockwise motion. So wherever the between the boss and wherever they've been dropping the volatile rot is kind of where you want to go to. And she should only do this um, once or twice before she goes into the second phase. But essentially what should happen if you've done this correctly is when she goes into the Heart of the Swarm ability, only half of the circular room will have this infested ground on it. And when she enters the Heart of the Swarm, you can simply move to the opposite side of the boss to avoid the um, pools moving towards the boss. Um, and you just want to repeat that every time she uses the breath. Just move counterclockwise around the room um, and stopping each way to you know manage rot. It's all about managing the infested ground. This boss is super easy. It's not complex. You know, you get rot, you move to the side, avoid taking damage because it's just going to stack and get overwhelming for your healers. Healers, same as DPS, drop rot at the side. Be prepared for large spikes of damage during infested damage and after volatile rot because when the tank uh, explodes over in the corner, it is going to do damage the entire raid a la uh, Fell Reaver, Iron Reaver in um, Hellfire Citadel. So that's why they want to be over there but they kind of want to keep it on the same side of the room as everybody is so it's kind of like a halfway um, thing there and that's the first phase uh, that's the most complicated phase of the fight but it is also uh, you know it's also pretty simple guys the next uh, phase the heart of the swarm phase during this phase the boss is going to pull all those infected ground pools towards herself all right so it's still going to hit you when it comes to and deal damage to you. So you want to avoid it. That's why you want to run to that other side, the other half of the circle room um, when she enters this phase. The ground will become just covered in bugs. Okay, guys, like, there's going to be bugs everywhere. And every few seconds, um, a few of them will become corrupted, and they're going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and they're going to pulse for damage around them three times before disappearing. Now, you get hit with this, you're going to take a lot of damage, the train's going to come by, it's going to keep going, it's going to annoy the piss out of me. And then, you're going to get a debuff that's going to increase the damage you take from that pulsing AoE ability by a lot. And by a lot, I mean a shit ton. And by a shit ton, I mean you get hit again, you're going to die. And we're going to hate you. We're going to remove you from the raid team and ridicule you, put you in the corner with a dunce cap on. Um, I'm kidding. We're not that brutal. I just like to make it sound that brutal so you try and do what you're supposed to do. Um, but, yeah, it's super simple. You just avoid the guys that are getting big. Um... I'm pretty sure range can keep up DPS on the boss. Healers, you know, this is going to be another deep, uh, damage heavy phase. Same goes for tanks. Just stay away from the big guys. Be ready to pick up the boss when she enter re-enters the um, dreamer phase. But that's the fight. Uh, take rot to the walls. Move counterclockwise with the breath. Uh, and that's it. Did either of you think of any questions you would have for this 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 raid fight? Yeah, this seems like oh, a pretty no. simple fight just to start out with. I mean, you're, you're, it's your pretty typical first boss of, of the expansion. Uh, you know, I, I, I foresee us doing this, uh, probably killing her the first night, no problem. Yeah, this is a, this is maybe a five pull max um, fight, depending on like I, I I didn't really scour the. Um, direct numbers on some of the the rot and infected damage, but um, it does feel like it could be a healing intensive fight. But we'll see when we actually get to pulling it. Um, 
Marcus, did you were you could you think anything that might have been uh, difficult about this fight? No, everything seems um, very simple. Um, you know, very straightforward mechanics. With your little uh, explanation, um, I can kind of visualize the whole fight. Yeah, it's super Pretty simple. Sure I, can execute it. Um, I mean, it really is. Like you, you, you bring the nasty stuff out to the edges, so you're not standing in it. And then there's a phase where she pulls it all into herself and don't stand in it while it's moving towards her. That's that's and essentially kill, it. And kill ads, as always, kill the fucking ads. Well, there's no ads to actually kill. You just avoid ads. Oh, the, the the big bugs don't actually you don't actually kill those. Not anything I saw had health. Like they they're gonna because if you gotta kill them, then you can't melee can't touch them because they do that pulsing AOE that if you get hit with it twice you die. So that would be a. Um, oh, that would be a real fuck you to any melee heavy groups like yeah. us. So um, now mythic gets a little interesting because the infected doesn't uh, refresh during the heart of the swarm phase it builds the entire fight and then you get to uh, a certain number of stacks you become mind controlled so that seems real interesting but it is also keep in mind it is a dragon so don't be behind the boss either because there will there is a tail swipe ability when's the last time we fought a dragon guys it feels like a long time since we fought a fucking dragon people have been saying this it's been I mean let's think about this in there were there were no dragons in Warlords. Galakras. Galakras wasn't even a dragon. That wasn't like that wasn't even like a dragon-ish encounter. That was a very different type of encounter. Oh man. It. I mean, did we fight one even in in uh, Mr. Pandaria? Oh, we fought um, uh, Celestalon. The twin dragons in a Bastion of Twilight. Well, there's there, yeah, it was, but I'm thinking in in Mists of Pandaria, um, we definitely had, uh, um, what was the oh, the there Celestalon? was a couple. What? Well, Hulon. Hulon. The the well. dude, the one in the yeah in uh, oh, what's it called? The, cel- the celestial dragon yeah. fight. So yeah, that was a dragon fight for sure. That was very dragonish with its frontal cone AoE because that hurt like hell. Yeah, but the last time we've had like a dragon with like a cone breath and a tail swipe would probably have been in 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 Cataclysm at some point. I mean, we yeah. fought a we fought a lot God, of dragons in, in, in Pandaria and and in and in Cataclysm. So, but um, it's a dragon fight. I'm excited. I'm excited to get get into raiding and see what this stuff is like. Uh, you know, Emerald Nightmare looks like a lot of red. Um, so hopefully in six months I'm not tired of red. Despite but the name. That, that's the one thing I'm really not looking for because I know one of our least favorite dungeons already is uh, Dark Heart Thicket. That's like, like okay, it's red and black. It's great. And that's what Emerald Nightmare is red and more red. Yeah, but it'll be cool. I think we'll have fun. Uh, you guys don't have anything else to add about uh, going into raiding or doing anything like that? I mean, it's going to be great. I'm it's just, yeah, fun. I'm looking forward to some new raid bosses, and uh, it's been, uh, I know some people hit 110 a lot earlier than others. We still have people we have to gear up, but I, I honestly think it's been, it feels like it's been a lot easier to gear up in preparation for raiding than it was in Warlords, uh, especially since you can pretty much cap out to the point where you've 
equal normal gear before you even put a toe in normal. Let me ask you this. Have, have either of you um, done any of the world bosses yet? Nope. I don't think they're... They're not up yet, are they? They're supposed to be. There's, there's been a few that have been. This is another thing that's breaking news. Is there's been, there are a lot of secrets in this expansion. There is some secret world boss where you have to go click on a bunch of orbs in like succession, and like some dude on a server did it, and it was a, it was a game wide announcement that so and so on Moonrunner or whatever server he was on has summoned this boss, and it made it active in the entire game. Yeah, no, that was really cool. That was like the King Jellyfish Monster boss thing. The very yeah. Cthulhu steampunk-esque jellyfish and monster. It's, it's really crazy. It's like, wow, it's like there's actual hidden shit in there because we always get ruined by, by data miners. Like you you know where everything is. And there is there's hidden shit in this expansion that people are figuring out. There's there's still hidden uh, artifact appearances. That people have no idea how to get, and the devs are like laughing at us. They're like, "Yeah, no one's even close. You guys haven't figured it out. It's there. You you, you haven't even come close to figuring it out yet." Well, I so think the cool part about it, cool undiscovered stuff. The cool part about it is like there's a team of people that have basically ever since the jellyfish guy got unlocked have banded together to find these secrets. So they've already found together the um, the hidden hippogriff mount. They found out how to get that guy. And they're just yep. like slowly going down the list, like scouring uh, World of Warcraft, trying to find how to do these secret hidden things. And I think that's super cool. Like they're the, the wow truthers, if you will, like out to out to find this super crazy conspiratorial shit. And that's great. That's 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 amaz- amazing. Um, but I'm sure everybody can hear by now. Way lower energy. My voice is breaking. So let's go ahead and wrap this show up. Um, pull up this beautiful, beautiful sky music. Hopefully, I can do the outro properly this time, and it won't end before I get to the end. All right. First thing you can do is head over to iTunes, leave us a rating and review. Each one counts, and we love you for it. That's right, the dirty way. Next up, you can send us an email to podcast at therpgshow.com. Please put raid chat in the subject line so it goes to the right box, and I know what show it's for. We don't have a separate one set up yet. Right now, the you can reach me on Twitter at therpgpodcast. You can visit Home on the Web with all my other shows at therpgshow.com. You can listen to Marcus Not How How to Say Scimitar. Uh, there's all sorts of other goodies there as well of our forums and a ton of fun stuff. Oh, shit. I can't think of anything else aside from the iTunes thing. It's really important. But until next time, say goodbye, everybody. Peace. Bye, everybody.